Hey friends, welcome to today's episode. Today, I am sharing with you an episode where I got to be interviewed by my friend Stephanie Bagley on her podcast, The Dream Makers Podcast. And we talked about the three numbers that you need to know in business. So I thought that this would be a unique way, instead of having a solo show, you getting to hear me being interviewed by one of my best friends. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode and you'll walk away knowing the three numbers that you need to know to help level up your business. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome to the Living Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hagen, and my mission is to help you step into whatever you're truly called to do. I'm a Midwest wife and mom, and I built my business and dreams between the moments of motherhood. I believe that you can create your dreams around whatever season of life you're in. I'm obsessed with creating connections, out-of-the-box ideas, and cheering people on in whatever goal they're chasing. This is a place where you can come to feel like you're joining your best friends for coffee, for real talk of what's happening in life and business. Whether you're working on personal development or business, friend, I got you. Each week, you will find an episode that educates, inspires, and helps you take action to step into your calling and live your best life. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Dream Makers podcast. I am so excited you're here today. Today, we've got a special guest named Michelle. And before we get started with the podcast, I just wanted to introduce her real quick. So Michelle is a mama of two sweet boys and has been married for almost nine years. She has a background in graphic design, but has spent nearly the last 10 years in sales. She has a passion for teaching entrepreneurs how to take their sales to the next level. And that is what this episode is all about. I'm so excited. Her heart is also in teaching mamas that they are worthy of their dreams and taking action on them. I cannot wait for you guys to tune in today's episode because it is so good. Without further ado, girl, let's get started. Welcome to the Dream Makers Podcast. Every week we share tips, strategies, and inspiration that help women embrace their confidence, build success, and elevate their potential. So here's your host, Stephanie Ann Bagley photographer, entrepreneur, mom, and lover of all things pink. Hello, Michelle. I am so excited that you're here today. Welcome, girl, to the show. I am so excited that we're finally getting to do this. I know, right? It feels like it's been forever and I'm so stoked for you to give my audience all the amazing content that we've been talking about. I cannot wait. But before we dive into that, will you please tell my awesome audience a little bit about yourself? Tell us your story. Yeah. So I am a mama of two boys. I 
am a wife. I've been married for almost nine years and I've been with my husband almost 14 and it makes me oh my feel gosh. like I sound so old, but we met in high <laughs> school. So I feel like that's not quite so bad. So my background is actually started out in graphic design in college and I graduated in the middle of the recession. And as people know, there were hardly any marketing or design jobs to be had because that was what was being cut from companies. Um, so I had a design background, so I did some internships. I interned for a magazine, a local um, online entrepreneur who did um, had an online shop, and so I helped her with all of her marketing pieces for that. But then there just still wasn't any jobs, and my dad's worked in, worked in insurance, and so did my mom, and I remember one day saying to my dad, I can sell just as good as mom does. Why can't I just do what you're doing? And so... I got my insurance license then. And so I've actually been a licensed agent for nearly 10 years now. Um, So I had a lot of different jobs in insurance of selling employee benefits and selling personal products. I even did home and auto for a while. So I've had quite an array of sales work and insurance. And um, I always kind of kept that design background and doing those things because I mean, I really liked having the creative outlet. Um, And then I had two babies and things changed. And it's funny. I can remember when I was younger and sitting with a financial planner, I said to them, I will never be a stay-at-home mom. I am going to (laughs) be who is at the top of the sales game. And I am going to still be Mary Poppins and make homemade treats for school. And none of that happened. I think it's so funny. You know, we don't ever want to crush anyone's dreams, but it's so funny what we think and then life happens and you realize that you were wrong about all of it, kind of. So after my first son, I did go back to work and I was helping to manage a corporate personal financial office. And I was also coaching financial reps in their activity and what their sales activity looked like. And then after I had my second son, I just had this calling on my heart that I wasn't meant to go back to work. And I was praying about it. And one day God just like clearly said to me, you need to stay home. And so that was that. And I told my husband, I'm not going back to work. And so I became a full-time stay-at-home mom. And you know, all throughout that, I always kind of had this stirring, like there was something more I was meant for, but I just couldn't figure out what it was. And I, um, you know, just kind of spent two years watching what people were doing. I was watching people's launches, watching how people were selling online and thinking to myself, eh, they missed out on this piece, or I would do something different. So I kind of spent a couple of years watching. And then last year, I just felt this whisper on my heart of it's time to go. And I ended up purchasing a business course and went through that. And then that's how this whole um, sales and profitability strategy coaching has come to be. And that's how I am where I'm at today. Oh my gosh. I just got chills when you said that God whispered in your heart, like now it's time to go. Because I feel like a lot of us moms have that. Like I remember before my first was born going into my work and I was like, you're going to see me in six weeks. Like we're making this happen. And I went back to work for like two or three days. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't, I have to be home with my child. And yet I craved doing more than just 
only staying at home. Like there was something else that I felt like I was called to do as well. And timing is everything. And I feel like I had the almost the exact same experience where it was like, after my second was born, it was like, okay, now you can go do it. And that's when I started my business as well. I am so excited that you talked about that because I feel like there's so many moms listening to this podcast right now who are either right in the middle of that where they're going, I'm home with my kids, but I feel like I want to do something else. And they just got permission that it's okay. And it's part of God's plan if that is for them. And then there's other women who are maybe pregnant with their first child and they're going, well, maybe I want to work, but maybe there's a different option. So thank you so much for being open and sharing your story. I feel like it gives a lot of women permission and just grace for themselves to be who they are. Cause there's this stigma out there of like mm-hmm. what the perfect mom looks like. And I was crushed and devastated when I realized that wasn't me. (laughs) It took me so long to be like, crap, like, (laughs) am I messing up my kids? Are they damaged forever? I don't know. And it's not. You are exactly who you're meant to be. And your kids are your kids for a reason. And I love that. Yeah, totally. And I also think it's important to like remind moms that it's okay if you're in a waiting season. Yes, You know, because those two years, sometimes I look back and I'm like, gosh, did I waste them? But I didn't. I was still present. But sometimes I feel like you're like banging on that door that you want it to open. But you have to remember that God's like, it's not time yet. Yeah. Like the door will open when it's ready. And I actually saw this quote that was like, sometimes we're standing at a door waiting for it to open and God's not opening it yet because he's preparing the people on the other side for what needs to happen. Oh, I love that. That has been like a huge thing that like I had to remind myself that like you might be in this waiting season, but remember that like whatever you're waiting for, whether it's business or a baby or whatever, like God's preparing you for what's coming. Like there's a reason for the waiting. Oh, I love that. Thank you for adding that. I 100% agree. And this is making me even more excited to talk. I'm like, man, if we ended the podcast right now, like it's a ton of value. You're welcome, everyone. No. And it makes me more excited to talk about what you're going to teach us today. So you are going to teach us about sales, strategy, numbers, and all the stuff, all what I feel like are my weaknesses sometimes. So I am so excited for you to be here. I'm going to give you the floor and just take it, run with it, and teach us all the things. I want to teach the dream makers about your three numbers that I want you to be tracking when it comes to sales. And when you're tracking these three numbers, we can easily break down your sales goal and reverse engineer your goal so that it becomes tangible and obtainable no matter what your goal is. So the first thing I want you to start tracking is how many people did your offer get in front of? And if you're someone who sits down with clients one-on-one, this is easy. It's how many physical people did you pitch your product to? And that's what I want you to track. Now, if you're an online marketer, I want you to track how many eyeballs literally viewed a post, a video, um, a podcast, whatever it is, where you pitched your product. So I don't want you to be tracking like the post where you're just serving and you're just telling a mom to like, take a breath, like today is going to be okay. You're not pitching your product in that. So whatever post you're pitching your product, I want you to be tracking how many eyeballs saw that. And all of this info can be found on your insights of your Instagram and your Facebook business pages. 
I don't care how many likes you got. I don't even care how many comments that you had. We literally care about how many views you had. And so what I want you to do is just make an easy spreadsheet or a document or in a notebook. When you're starting this, I just want you to track it. Whatever way is going to be easiest for you personally, because one of the things that I find with a lot of creative entrepreneurs, they're like, well, it's not pretty. It's not fun. I don't want to do it. And so, <laughs> which I know Stephanie, even like, it's not pretty. Right. Like, what if I color code it? <laughs> right. So it has to be fun. Yeah, which, you know, and when we get to the end of it, it is fun. It's just that first legwork that I know it's not fun. It's just on, I'll be honest, I don't really like doing it either. But once you start doing it and you can see the results that we're going to get from tracking these three numbers, you're going to be like, heck yes, I want to know how many people viewed my pitch. So I just want you to get it on a spreadsheet and I want you to track how many people viewed your post within the first 24 hours, how many people you reached in each week, and how many people you reached each month. These are tasks that like sometimes people might think, well, this is busy work. No, these are tasks that make you money. The next thing is once um, we have these numbers, I want you to track how many people made a purchase. And so I want you to track how many people purchased each day because you can kind of correlate that with, okay, I made a pitch post and someone bought today. So I want you to track your sales per day, per week, and per month of how many sales did you get. And by tracking this, it helps us find your conversion rate. Um, this is simple and the exciting part of the process because you made a sale, right? So you were saying it's not fun. This is the fun part where you get a write down. Right. Yes. Like <laughs> you get a markdown, like, woohoo, I made that sale today. So I can go mark yes in the good column, right? We won't go deep into the weeds on this, but you could also be diving a little bit deeper if you want to get detailed in your tracking and track like where did that sale come from? And I would be asking them at the time of purchase whether if you're able to do that on an online cart or do you then email them, however you do that, just kind of figure out like, where did you find me from so that you know which part of your marketing is working. And then what I want you to do is you are going to figure out your conversion right now. So what we're going to do is you are going to take the number of sales you had and divide that by your number of reaches. So for example, if your offer got in front of 100 people and 20 people bought, that would give you a 20% conversion rate. Now, this was your conversion rate. I would be like, woohoo, man, 20% is good. So just so you know, I am using kind of more round numbers. So don't feel like I don't have a 20% conversion rate. Mine's only five. That's okay. And whatever your conversion rate is for you is okay. Just I want people to remember that because sometimes they get so wrapped up in this portion of it that just to remember like, okay, whatever your conversion rate is right now, it is what it is. And we're just going to continue to try to make it better. I love that. So I've got two questions real quick. So when you said your reach, like you divide it by your reach, are you saying you're dividing it by the first number that we found out how many people saw our offer and the views that we got? Is that the reach? Yes. So what's a good percentage of conversion rate? You know, I think it just really all depends on your industry. So it's kind of hard to give you like a blanket statement, but I would say like if you have a 20 to 30% conversion rate, you're rocking it. You're doing really good is what I would probably say. Now, when you become someone who knows your ideal client down to the like, I know if you get me in front of a hundred of these people, I can sell 70 of them. Because you might get to that point where you know, like, okay, as soon as you get me in front of a warm lead that 
is interested in this product, I can sell it to them. And you'll get to that. But the thing is that people have to remember if you're new in business, it takes time. You're not going to overnight become a master of sales, which maybe you've had backgrounds in sales. So you might become a master in sales quickly, but don't get frustrated if it's taking you some time to build this because it does take time to build your pitch and know exactly like, okay, I already know these questions that are coming. So for example, like when I sell, I already know the questions that people are going to ask me. And so I just already answer those before they even ask them. So if you're starting out in business and you have like a 5% conversion rate, 10%, don't get discouraged <laughs> because I love that you said it takes time. It takes time to understand your ideal client. It get, it takes time to understand how to pitch, how to sell your thing, how to answer the questions that they have before they even ask. Like all of that research takes time. So don't get discouraged. Just track the numbers and continue working towards progress. This is what I'm understanding. So then that's going to take us into our third one, which this is my favorite because the third number that you need to know um, is going to be the number that's going to help you hit your goal. So I want you to think like the third number is going to be like, what's my big sales goal? What's my goal for the year? What's my goal for the month? What is the goal that you're trying to hit? So um, what you're going to do is you are going to take your conversion rate and your big sales goal, and we're going to reverse engineer it to figure out exactly how many people you need to get your offer in front of to hit your sales goal. Stephanie, stop me if you're getting a little confused because this is going to be math and I'll go, try to go slow so that people can take notes to kind of figure out what I'm saying here. Because sometimes I feel like math things get hard over when you're just talking. So let's just say that you had a big sales goal this year and you're wanting to hit 150000 in total sales this year. And let's say that your product costs $500 and your conversion rate is 26%. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to divide your product cost by your total sales goal. So for ex in this example, we're going to divide 500 by 150,000 and you get 300, which is the number of individual sales you need to reach your goal. So if 300 people purchased at $500, we would get 150,000. So for this example, what we're gonna say is that each person can only purchase your product once, okay? So you need 300 individual people to buy your product. So this means that, that th those 300 people equals your 26% closing rate. So the next step is to divide your number of sales by your conversion rate. So you'll divide 300 by 0.26 for this example, which equals 1,154. So that's the total number of people you need to get your pitch in front of in order to hit your sales goal. Now you might be thinking, holy cow, a thousand, like over a thousand people, Michelle, like that's a lot. I can't do that. But here's the thing is you can, we're just going to break it down is the thing is you're going to figure out how many total people need to um, you need to hit your sales goal. And then we're just going to break it down. And we break this down into per month, per week, and per day. For example, you would only need to get your offer in front of 96 mm -hmm. people per month to hit 150,000 for this example, or 22 people per week, or 3.2 people per day. And all I did was take that 1,154 and divide it over 365, divide it by 12, divide it by, you know, 52 the weeks. That's how you kind of figure out. So 
once you get down to it, I mean, could you get yourself in front of three people a day, Stephanie? Oh, yeah. Right? So if all I needed you to do was pitch your offer to three people a day, you could easily do that. And so that's how you can reverse engineer to make your goal obtainable. For example, people pick these like big sales goals and then they just keep thinking like, okay, this month I got to make 10,000. I got to make 10,000, but they have no clue like how many people equals that 10,000. How many people do you need to pitch to? And this is where these numbers are super important because the thing is, is once you know how many people you need to get in front of, it's easy. Every day, three people. I just need to find three people every day. You can do that. And breaking down your sales goals is the easiest way to attack them. Um, And this way, if you ever have a bad day as well, you can just say, hey, you know what? It's all right. I only got my offer in front of two today. Tomorrow I got to work hard and I'm going to get four. You know, and, and just don't let yourself down either. If you're having a bad month and it just doesn't work, remember that next month is always a new month as well. And you're just trying to reach. So sometimes you're playing catch up and sometimes maybe you had a rocking month and now you're ahead of yourself once you break down that sales goal. Creating an obtainable goal is the easiest way to to hit it. And tracking your numbers this way is going to be what I believe the easiest way for people to hit their sales goals. Sitting here, I'm like, it's so much fun to think about the big number. Like, I want to make 150,000 this year, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's fun to think about that. But very rarely, I feel like often do we see, okay, What does that look like? Okay, awesome. You want to hit that big number. How do you break that down? How many people do you need to talk to a month? So I love that you broke it down. And there's some of you that are like, okay, I need to download, save this podcast episode, rewind and listen to the past 15 minutes, like seven more times. And girl, I get it because I'm going to be re-listening to this one a ton because numbers I feel like is not one of my strengths, but listening to you say this, I'm now curious. I'm like, I want to see what my conversion rate was for the Dream Makers membership. You know, doors are now closed, but I want to see what that was. I didn't track that. And so it's Mm -hmm. now making me excited to see all of my numbers and getting me excited. So I hope you guys in the audience are like, hmm, that last offer that I made or, you know, how, how well did it do? And I'm sure that we can go back and track some numbers in our Instagram and our Facebooks, looking at our analytics and start breaking it down. So this is super cool. I'm stoked to be able to do this. This is so exciting. Yeah. And you're so right. If you hadn't been doing this and you want to just go backwards, you can easily do that. So now you're just going to easily go figure out how many total people saw the offers that I put out there and then how many people bought. And then that's how you're going to figure out your conversion rate. For those real quick who are wondering, okay, where do we see the views? I just wanted to do like a quick tutorial real quick. So In order to see your views on Instagram, you have to have your Instagram set up as business or influencer. If it's set as personal, you will not be seeing these numbers. So just know that. But if you've set your Instagram to a business or or influencer Instagram, as soon as you click on the bottom, you know, at the bottom of your Instagram, you have like the house, the spyglass, the plus sign, the heart, and then you have your picture with a circle. Click on that picture at the top. It will say how many profile visits in the last seven days. Click that. And that's where you're going to see all of the numbers that Michelle's talking about. So you can go through and see which posts have had eyes on it. And then if you scroll down a little farther, you can see your stories, how many views all of your stories have gone back. And then you can look at your activity and your audience. And so 
getting your Instagram so where you can see these numbers are so helpful so that you can plug in all the numbers for these three things that Michelle has taught us today. So I just wanted to quickly, if anyone is going, where in the world do I see those numbers? How do I get it? You have to switch it from a personal to a business or influencer, and then you can look at those numbers and that's how you find them. Yeah. And also as we're talking about Instagram, I want people to also remember because there is ways of getting more views on a post that if you're an online marketer, your sales ratio is probably going to look lower than someone who talks to people face to face because it's just much easier. You're in that in that space face to face and you can easily ask for the sale right then and there. As to where an online marketer, you someone has to see you at least 7 times before you yes. think about purchasing. So remember you're like, "Well, geez, I had 400 views on that." pitch and one person bought. So now that's giving me like a point zero. you know, I can't do the math in my head, but you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> dyslexic. Okay. Stephanie and I are in the dyslexic. So. I get it. I get <laughs> it. You know, but so like you're going to have a small um, closing ratio, but don't feel like that makes you a bad marketer. That's just normal and how it's going to work if you're an online marketer. Oh, I love that so much. Oh my goodness, Michelle, this has blown my mind. I am so excited to look at my numbers. This is so, so cool. So I'm just going to ask you in 60 seconds, if you had to tell a fellow dreamer why they need to keep track of their numbers, what would you say? Because if you don't keep track of your numbers, you're going to get to a point where you are going to be ready to go to the next level and you want to expand your business and you're not going to be able to because one, you're not going to know um, how to increase or where you need to increase sales. And two, if you get to the point where maybe you're going to have an investor in your business or someone else is going to come in and partner with you, you need to be able to go back and tell them these numbers of saying, okay, I have so many people view and this is how many bought and this is my closing ratio. And so these numbers become important, not just in your sales today, but they're going to become important in your sales five, 10 years from now as well. Ooh, I love that. When you said you'll get to a point in your business where you want to go to the next level and you won't be able to, oh my gosh, like <laughs> if that doesn't get any of you guys going, holy Hannah, I need to track these now, then I don't know what will because that that hit me. That's so, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, to end this, we are going to play the Dream Makers game where I'm going to tell you 10 words and you're just going to tell me the first word or phrase that comes to your mind when you hear this word. Is that cool? All right, let's do it. Okay, the first word is family. My boys. Sales. Rocking. Love it. Ideal client. Creative. Grace. God. Failure. Makes you stronger. Success. Within your reach. Ooh, I love that too. It When you know your numbers. Woo, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> the next one's women. Are powerful. Yes. Systems. You need them. <laughs> <laughs> Growth. Money. And then the last one is dream maker. You, Stephanie. Oh, <laughs> shucks oh my goodness so before we leave real quick just tell everyone where they can follow you so i hang out mostly over on instagram and you can follow me at michelle ann and it's a n n 
Hagen, H-A-G-E-N. And that's on Instagram. My website's the same thing, michelleannhagen.com. And you can also find me on Facebook and it's the same thing, at Michelle Ann Hagen. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on here, teaching us all the things about the numbers that we need to track to move forward in our business and in our life. I feel so grateful and honored to have you on the show today. So girl, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me and letting me be a part of your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode where you got to hear me interviewed. I am so excited that I have a freebie for you guys that if you want to be able to dig deeper into your numbers and to figure some of this out for yourself and your business, check out the freebie that I created in the show notes, which is in the link of this episode, or you can head to my Instagram at Michelle and Hagen or the busy years podcast. And we'll link that freebie for the three numbers that you need to know in your business. I hope that this episode was helpful for you. And that it got your brain turning on the things that you need to look into your business to help you go to the next level. I'll see you next time, friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Your Calling podcast. If you love this episode, will you share it with a friend or leave a review? Make sure that you subscribe or follow so that you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from listeners and connecting. You can find us over on Instagram at the Living Your Calling podcast or at Michelle Ann Hagen. Join us inside of our private Facebook community called the Living Your Calling Podcast Community. It's free, so why don't you join us inside? You can join by clicking the link in our Instagram bios or checking out the show notes. Join us and we will dive in deeper and I can't wait to connect with you. If you needed someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams, friend, this is it. I promise that you are worthy of whatever is on your heart and whatever calling you are wanting to chase. I am proud of you and I'm here for you. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for.